Whenever I stand in front of a group of people like this, a bunch of strangers, I tell myself I need to channel my dead dad. He talked to everybody everywhere. I still remember going on vacation in Southern California, hundreds of miles away from home. And my dad said, you know, I haven't run into anybody I know yet. <laughs> and I thought, oh, right, dad. And we turned a corner and someone yelled out his name. <laughs> True. My husband has told me a couple of times recently, very sweetly, that when I smile, a big, grinning, you know, full smile, he says that my whole face lights up and I smile right through my eyes. It's really sweet. <laughs> and he choked up a little bit and I smiled, but I had to look away both times because I knew just what he was talking about. Because my, my dad used to be able to smile right through his eyes the very same way. And I've never told him this, but I used to think the exact same thing about my dad. My, uh, my dad could take like just incredible photos. He was so photogenic. It's like he would just give his all for the camera. Like he would just project himself out there. And my mom, on the other hand, when she gets her picture taken, it's, it's like she gets this look in her eye that's somewhere far away and you get the feeling that she doesn't quite want to let you know where that is. I was a lot like my mom growing up maybe because I was a little shy. Um, she was maybe just a little reserved and I wasn't very comfortable talking to people that I didn't know very well or in situations I wasn't familiar with. And, and my, my dad, even though he was so gregarious, you know, he just had this, just, personality that bubbled over. Somehow I got the message that it was never okay to put yourself out there, that modesty was everything. And I can't tell you where I got that. I have no idea. Maybe because I was shy, I talked myself into it. I, I don't know. My brother understands this. And I have always known this even though we've never talked about it, except once, briefly. We were riding in a car with his wife and a friend of hers on our way to a roadhouse where the other two women were going to sing with the band. And just to be friendly and chatty and nice, I said, you know, I really admire that you can get up and sing in front of people because I could never do that. And my sister-in-law asked why. And I was so surprised. She'd been a part of our family for about 25 years. How could she not know this? And I couldn't think of what to say. And finally I came up with, our family just doesn't do that. And she asked, why is that? I was speechless. It's like that. I struggled to find words for something that we never talked about. 
grew really uncomfortable, the air got thick, that road was so black, and everybody was waiting for me to say something. And finally, my brother, in this really quiet voice, you could barely hear. It was taboo. He said, it's not proper. I was so relieved to hear him say this. For one thing, I didn't have to say it. <laughs> and also because it connected me to a history and an understanding, told me I wasn't alone in feeling this way, that I hadn't imagined it. But I was also a little ashamed because I felt like we had broken a cardinal rule by talking about it and I had started it. The other two women were completely baffled. And I said, I knew he'd know what I was talking about. A few years ago, I started to write, but it was really hard for me to hit publish. Um, I joke that I worked for a large daily newspaper, um, but I had to leave there so I could write because I never wrote while I was there. I quietly, happily toiled behind the scenes, anonymously. Wasn't comfortable putting my name on something. And I, also when I started to write, I struggled with just trusting my natural voice, which was goofy and personable, and it completely went against the grain of everything I'd been taught as I was growing up, and everything that I had learned professionally as a journalist, which was, it was never okay to put yourself in a story. About the same time, I went to visit my aunt, a long way from home, miles away, and I was working on a story that was a long, sweet, touching story for my husband as a gift for our anniversary. I had never written such a long story like this that was so personal, and I was debating whether to make it public or not. I was sitting there at my aunt's dining table, and my aunt and my mom were in this uh, room close by, this open room, and I'm trying to focus on the story and get it finished in time. And my aunt is sitting across the room facing me. And as I'm working, trying not to be distracted, trying to finish, but trying to be polite like with my relatives. And I focus and my aunt says something you know, funny to me. She teases me about something. And I just gave her some flip response, trying to focus. And she says, if I didn't know any better, I would think you sounded just like your dad. I said, well, I am like my dad. I go on working. And she goes, no. No, you've always been like our side of the family. She'd been like a second mom to me growing up and had known me since I was born. And I'm there working, kind of half hearing, and I'm kind of going, 
going looking up and they go, no. No, wait a minute. I've been thinking about this and I finally figured it out. My sister is like my dad. She's not self-conscious. My brother is like my mom. He's reserved. And I'm both. I'm both. And my aunt just stared at me without opening and closing. <laughs> and my mom was sitting on this couch and I could only see the back of her head. And she was slowly nodding <laughs> up and down <laughs> as if she had always known. Last spring, a few months ago, I told my husband that I should take one of these workshops because I thought it would be really difficult for me and I thought it would be an interesting thing to write about. My whole warped thinking was that it would make an interesting written story. <laughs> <laughs> and he was wonderfully encouraging. So he would ask, have you signed up? Have you signed up? And I finally said, you know, I've been thinking about this, and every time I get so worked up, I nearly cry. And so there's just no way I'm doing this. And I let it go. Then a few weeks ago, I was standing on a street corner talking to Lynn Betty, co-founder of Portland Story Theater. It's a beautiful sunny day. And she uh, goes to walk off, we're parting ways, she goes to walk off, and she turns around and she goes, oh, we have a workshop starting in a couple of days, and somebody had to drop out, and if you know of anybody, and I said, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and she said, oh, I'm so excited. And I said, oh, I need to go throw up. <laughs> and then goes and toils all alone. As a former journalist who had it beaten into me for years that you never put yourself into a story. As someone who grew up with a DNA that it wasn't okay to put yourself out there, to stand in front of a group of strangers and tell a very personal story, well, that's just not proper. <laughs> but I'm standing here now, and I just know my dad's eyes are smiling at me.